You're listening to Waffle Bite Size Podcast with Paul Jenkins. This was originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on Sunday the 8th of September 2019. And here you'll hear Paul interview Sharon Lowe. Uh, we have the inimitable Sharon Lowe has joined us. Sharon, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Paul. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, you're straight out of Wigan. Uh, you're you're yeah. here with us this afternoon, going to be sharing some uh, uh, some poetry with us, going to be sharing some spoken word. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, because people out there may not know. Bizarrely. Well, um, <laughs> I'm a freelance artist, self-employed. Uh, I have about is it five or six jobs do I have at the moment. Um, so it's uh, good to keep busy. <laughs> good to keep busy, yeah. Um, I know Paul from being a performance poet mm. and uh, bringing him along to the Wigan Diggers Festival. Uh, Which I, I believe we're going to have a little chat about yes, later on because there's a lot going on down mm-hmm. there. Uh, at, the, at the weekends, I'm a children's entertainer. Right. So uh, a, a good a good lot of fun had there. Uh, I'm a music researcher, a PRS. Wow. PPL. So you know all about. We were having a chat about PRS we, just before yes, we came indeed. on, weren't we? Indeed. So I'm a music researcher. Do that as a I suppose a day job, but it's also nights and, and weekends and everything. Um, what else do I do? I'm trying to think. I've got so much on. Uh, I'm an artist, and I also uh, get paid to kill people or be murdered. Uh, okay, I, I think <laughs> we've been, we might need to deal no. Not an assassin. Oh, obviously not. So this is not like gross point blank where you're suddenly going, no, it's not me, I'm no. a professional hitman, I'm here I'm to a, kill you. I'm a murder mystery actor. This makes more sense. This is. This is <laughs> that's got to be a lot of fun to do. <laughs> I just like to be shocking. Yeah, why not? Let's just put everybody off their Sunday dinners by mm-hmm. saying we've just brought a murderer into the studio today (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like you're busier than ever um it's uh, is there anything that you particularly find that you you kind of like just uh, you kind of latch onto one more than the other is that because you you say you've got fingers in lots Mm. of different pies Uh, not not going with the wigan theme too much but i think most of the things that i do that you that are sort of with people it's all about performance yeah it's the performing of the poetry rather than me taking it and having it in a book mm. or online or whatever, having it published. Uh, it's the being the person who's in control of 30 or 40 crazy five-year-olds at a party. Absolutely. And it's performance all the way. Or it's in a restaurant or a hotel where you have 100 adult guests, mm. all in fancy dress, and you're the person there trying to convince them that, you did not kill your husband <laughs> or that you did actually create, you know, commit the crime. Um, and so it's all about performance that way, but it's all very much improvised. There's no script as such to follow. It's a, it's a, a basic outline of, um, you know, a plot, X, Y, Z, kills, you know, whoever. Um, and so with that, the, the, the bit I like most about that is that I don't have to learn a script. I just have to learn some key facts, who's related to who and what reason you have a motive and all that sort of thing. Do you find that uh, that people are trying to trip you up if they're, doing, if they're going through that? All the time. That? Yeah, all the time. Is it sending you down sort of blind alleyways? Yes, my, one of my very first ones I did about seven years ago unbeknown to I think everybody in the in the uh, the acting group mm. was that we did a Christmas party in uh, on the Wirral in this mm. old fancy uh, hotel and there were 30 people there who were dressed in a 1920s sort of um, uh, gangster mall type costumes because it was 1920s based mm. and um, we were absolutely grilled as actors and it would be my third or fourth time I'd done it 
and then we found out they were all from the Chester Constabulary. Oh, okay. From right. the te- they were all detectives or higher. So they were fairly was good the with Christmas. the questioning then. They were. I actually felt like they needed to handcuff me and take me away. Right. <laughs> Because they were just relentless. Wait, uh, yeah. And was like, look, we're in the 1920s, you know, because you don't know about, you know, techni- you know, g- you know, how to do genetic, you know, all these different things where, you know, where you can use technology. You wouldn't have even had fingerprinting at that time. They have know? not had a night off. <laughs> exactly. It was a busman's holiday. Literally, or a copper's holiday, as it yeah. was. Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, yeah. Well, we can. Uh, one of the because th- I've uh, I've done a little bit of of uh, doing murder mystery stuff before, mm-hmm. and it's it's always. And have you found that uh, particularly with the adult ones that the longer the evening goes on and the longer the bar is open, mm-hmm. the more you can get away with saying. Uh, yes, my favorite my favorite thing about that sort of situation it's even better when it's in costume when Mm. it's 60s based or 70s or 20s or 30s or even wartime plots that we have yeah um the best thing the best part to play is to be the the lush cleaner or (laughs) the uh the nosy parker gossipy um you know maid housekeeper maid exactly who knows everybody's secrets and it's very rare that she might be you know the perpetrator of the crime mm. um and you can just go around and wind so many people up and being and when you don't drink and you have to play a hardcore drunk you know gin <laughs> you know a gin widow or whatever mm. then that is the best thing to do and when i get told i've got been cast as this older woman who's mm. a drinker and she's also the common help household help you know whatever i think yes i'd rather do that than be any high-flying businesswoman or you know or um or to the you know Know, the father's estate and everything i just want to be the gossip and go around and get pretend to be drunker and drunker you which is great what you like, Rinka, but in you? a nice way you were just jovial you're drunk you know merry drunk <laughs> brilliant okay we're going to be talking about some music choices mm-hmm. uh, of you this afternoon because uh-huh. we've, we're going with this 60s theme across the across the valley this afternoon mm-hmm. uh you've you've chosen love on a mountaintop by robert knight is there anything about that song that particularly it's just a very uplifting song and to be honest i've always liked the song and with the no- northern soul roots as well mm. um i never realized who the guy was and i've just literally thought oh i love that song and saw it on the youtube video and he's nothing like i imagined him <laughs> in fact i thought it's going to be like this sort of uh, michael jackson type Mm. character but the guy who recorded it was in his 40s or 50s when he recorded it but he sounds like a michael jackson sort of that kind of youthful yeah youthful, yeah. yeah yeah and um yeah i thought this is great and i don't know anything else by robert knight but no. I just it's a very uplifting song i think there was a cover version done in the 80s by some girl group or something uh which is how i know about the song um, well that'll be useful in our in our covers of the, mm-hmm. of, the of the of the 60s that we're going to do in the last half mm-hmm. of the show there you go mm-hmm. that's some inspiration for everybody at home uh, Let's have a listen now to Robert Knight with Love on a Mountaintop. Love on a Mountaintop from Robert Knight there. We are here in the studio. Welcome back to the next part of the Waffle Hour. Uh, and we've got Sharon Lowe in the studio with us, uh, who has been... Uh, we've been talking in the in the first part uh, of the show today about uh, her performance work, uh, particularly talking about uh, about murder mysteries, but that is not the only string uh, to Sharon's bow at all. Uh, she is festival organiser extraordinaire. 
uh, which I can appreciate firsthand because I was at the festival she organised just yesterday. Um, Sharon, tell us about the Wigan Diggers Festival. What, what's it all about? Where does it come from? What's that? <clears throat> Where does it come from? It was um, set up with a few people with a common interest in the history of Wigan. Um, a guy who was classed as being the very first socialist mm. before socialism ever was invented. Oh, so 300 talking... years before the likes, you know, the likes of the, you know, the socialist, uh, you know, were on um, entrepreneurs of the yeah. you know the late 1800s uh, and his name was Gerard Winston Lee mm. and he was Wigan born and bred and we celebrate his festival on um, the, the, the his anniversary of his birthday right um, and he was one of the people who came from the sort of inherited the Quakers movement about people having equal you know, equal rights, having a share to the land. Mm. And the the thing was that the common the earth was made a common treasury for all, which meant that there was no serfs and landlords and, and hierarchy, that everybody was entitled to an equal plot of land. Yeah. Or, you know, there was nobody who should have a you know, um a, you know, the, the mastering it and, and, and you know and making people pay, you know, rent to have a field of barley or a windmill on there or whatever it might have been. It's taking the feudal system and Basically blowing it exactly. out of the Exactly. <laughs> and he was the 300 years before the cooperatives in the north of England of course, were set in up. Exactly. Yep. So he was, he foresaw the future that the way, that's the way people should be. Mm. So he sort of preempted a lot of the things that the likes of, uh, you know, um, sort of left wing um people focused mm. leaders nowadays. He was there um, from beginnings of what the Quaker movement and the church was doing and he wrote political texts and uh, he brought the people together and set up a settlement um, not in Wigan unfortunately, he maybe tried it in Wigan mm. and it didn't work because he went down uh, to the south of England to St George's Hill where he set up one in the south mm. um, and it was all during the Civil War, there was the likes of Cromwell and King Charles I I being beheaded the really all the history big, thing big names in history that are all part of exactly this the war of, you know all the things that were going on in the civil war and um he, he managed to set it up mm. um and he was uh, educated what would have been classed as middle class mm. um in his hometown we have winston lee hall yeah and it's still an area of wigan and there is still his um you know his his um people from you know several 10, 20 generations, I don't know how many generations are still involved with the Diggers Festival. Yeah. Uh, you know, his great, 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 great grand nephews or, you know, sons, whatever, involved in it. Um, and it's all about bringing people together in a nutshell. It's about people with sort of the community focus and yeah. it's with people, the bands and the music we have on. It's a free festival. We have about 10 acts on the st big stage. Yeah, and I we think that's, that's really important as well, that yeah. it's a free festival. It's it a happens free right festival. in the middle of it's the run, centre, yeah. it? It's run entirely by volunteers with the same passion for the history of Wigan and the history of what he established mm. uh, I mean he was actually on one of the um, one of the uh, landmarks in St Petersburg he was there up with Stalin and the wow. other communists <laughs> he was the first in, in, the, in the order my you goodness know. <laughs> um, that's, that's quite a list of people to be on, yes, on, a, on a plinth with exactly on a plinth <laughs> with yes exactly um, and so 
the the festival itself it's free it's run entirely by volunteers mm. the funding we get is from having a beer tent selling yeah. uh merchandise like t-shirts at a very affordable rate <laughs> uh badges all the things that i've been making for the last uh, few weeks for, the, for um, those of you at home you'll see on the we'll, we'll try and grab a picture for the podcast later mm-hmm. on uh, but uh, you could you'll see sharon is co- coated in badges homemade <laughs> badges from left right and center no left and center oh sorry just right. left and center there's no there's no, ra- there's no right way in the studio this afternoon. We'll have to balance no. out with some right-wing badges um, later on. Going off politics for the moment, <laughs> yes. It's all about people who come together, very passionate. We have all our bands, they come, and we are, all, we, all we can do with the bands, except for the headliner, which has been some big names, I'll yeah. tell you about in a minute, um, is that people just come and we pay them expenses and they get beer tokens or a T-shirt and everybody does it for the love of singing songs about community, socialism, anti-war, anti-fracking, yep. all those things things that you know we have to deal with today what we dealt with 300 years ago in Gerard's time obviously not the fracking no but but everything about war refugees uh, you know all the political things that are there but without it being overly political yeah that's the thing is it didn't I mean I was there yesterday it didn't Mm. it didn't appear heavy-handed sometimes you can you can turn on the news and you can think you know what somebody's lecturing to me and actually yesterday was more of a celebration of music Mm. of community of people coming together enjoying good food having a beer just sharing some stories mm-hmm. from time to time and it That's was right yeah, and, and there's an educational element we do have talks and lectures about trying to bring in the history into to a to not educate people but to enlighten people about what Gerard Winston was about because we it's horrible to think of it but a lot of people in Wigan when we see them two weeks before when we're promoting it mm. in the local shopping uh, shopping uh, Grand Arcade um, they've never heard of it and they've lived in Wigan we've been doing it for nine years yeah. <laughs> you know why don't you know we're in the centre of Wigan it's only once a year but do you know you've never heard of us it's, so when they take yeah. the magazine away that we do a fantastic mm. magazine about the history and the life up of acts and and various things when they take that away and they're like wow i never knew this existed and then they they're the ones that you get coming in and we've had people from far and wide from the south from ireland from scotland coming in specially from the northeast not because they're playing there and they just brought a few friends along these are people who've just heard about it and yeah. love the cause and it is all done by volunteers no one makes any money from it at all mm. we it's we put a lot of hours a lot of um, you know uh, time and effort into it and we do it sometimes you know you know just on uh you know with a will and a prayer really without being you know you know that how probably Gerard would have wanted it you know but um, yeah we're trying to educate people we had a lot of kids activities going on uh, this time and it was some of the kids did their own things it, they you know we had a, the little girl who was uh, not far from where you were uh, doing your readings and things she had a little uh, glitter face paint stall set up and she was nine years old and she's been waiting all year to do this and she saved up all the pennies to buy the glitter and the paints and and the focus on her how many kids she brought in just to do that and she just wants to she's going to be the next generation who organize this that's the thing is it Mm -hmm. that that's what community is all about now one of the things about it as i was i was sharing uh some 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 children's poetical work Mm -hmm. but there was there was a song uh, there was a a song and story stage as well story and poetry stage Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think you were sharing some of your work there yesterday 
uh, or, or there was a, there was certainly I did it a last lot. Year. Oh, I, you were you I, were sharing I, I work last, last year. year? Yeah, I was doing a children's party as my children's entertainer oh, role. I did four roles yesterday. Yes. Oh my goodness, how many hats did you have on? Uh, exactly. There was, uh, but I certainly saw Chris Bainbridge. He was in uh, mm-hmm. last week. In uh, right. came in the show, and his mm-hmm. uh, co-collaborator Eve Norton. Yeah, was that's right, yesterday. Eve. Yeah, and she um, worked very hard on our merch- merchandise stall and brought in lots of pennies for us. Excellent. See, it's all about the volunteers mm-hmm. and everybody getting together. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you got any of your work that you'd be, be able to share with us this yeah, afternoon? Yeah, yeah, I can do. Yeah, quite nice going into into the next song that we've chosen. Okay, well, this one tied in with how I'm proud to be a Wigan digger and yeah. pre- proud to be from Wigan um, I've travelled the world, I'm a linguist and I've lived abroad for several years and I speak several languages but I'm always drawn back to coming back to Wigan and uh, I just love the heritage and the dialect and I come from a long line of colliers, pit brow lasses mill workers and factory girls and so this poem I wrote about I wrote it a few years back now it's about the strong women of mm-hmm. Wigan from the 1800s to the modern day contemporaries and it uh, sounds very serious at the beginning about <laughs> the history side but then there's a little twist at the end which I think uh, it'll hopefully make you giggle really? okay it's called Material Girls Thimble thoughts through threads thrift like threadbare no thrills yet frills galore woven winding bloodline binding web worn whole torn womb to loom loom to tomb industrial boom dolly pegged cotton spinning lethal lacing luton racing shuttle shifting bobbing bobbing knotted needle prittled wheedled lip reading fingers bleeding lungs wheezing heart seizing meanwhile cotton famine dearth of work loss of earnings charity shirk rather be a pit brow lass sifting sorting sight distorting hitched up skirts breeches aprons shawls and clogs hard at work daily slog loading wagons in the fog seamstresses pit brow lasses long yarns short lives daughters sisters mothers wives blackened faces aching bones mines and measured millstones then machinists factory whistle punch card clocking foot to the pedal no more chat no time to meddle patchwork pockets pinprick pupils tissue templates chalk mark tracings darning ironing time is pressing tacking ticking felting flogging overlooked while overlocking clock out Beehives, Beatles, Casino, Ritz, Motown, Rock and Roll, Northern Soul, Coots's kish- ki- uh, Chickens, Ballroom, Blitz, Cassinelli's Dinner Time Break, Pools's Pies, Balm Cakes, Treats to Eat, Friday Payday Away Take, Wakes Weeks. Blackpool, Southport Rill, Betty Eileen, Susan Jill, Wigan Mill Girls, Holiday Seek, Constellation, Suitcase Pack, Cardi, Stockings, Cozzy, Slacks, Flask and Butties, Uncle Joe's, Unsworth Coaches, Cliff, Off We Go. We're all going on a summer holiday, no more working for a week or two. Fun and laughter on our summer holiday, no more worries for me or you. For a week or two. Candy floss and toffee rock, winkle pickers ankle socks, circle skirts or pedal pushers, flirting with that cinema usher. Southport Lido, donkey rides, kiss me quick hats, warm with pride, then back to work mid-July. Till next year, girls, said with a sigh. Nowadays, it's knit and natter, crafty bees up for some chatter. Sewing club, 
What's thread in sewing club? Phrase in sewing club. <laughs> Stitching, bitching, remnants itching, gossip ears are twitching. Vintage fashions made with passion, fabricated, overrated, knitted noodles, exotic poodles, collage crazy, a pleaky hazy, needle felting, biscuits melting, crochet cupcakes, stuffed sock monkeys, nimble handed needle junkies. Knit one pearl one, what you making? Cast on cast off, wrists are aching. Pinterest postings, craft party hosting, I'm an Etsy Betsy, fabric of society, sorority notoriety, it's all immaterial. I'm a material, a material girl. Wonderful, fantastic work. That's brilliant. I love the way it sort of takes you, it, it, it's kind of, you get a historical run with mm-hmm. it and you sort of see as you go along and things are developing and the, st- the kind of things that are coming. It's like Billy Joel in poetical form. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> there you go. That is a great compliment. Shove that one on a poster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic, Sharon. Thank you. Um, and now, uh, just going back to the music uh, for a second, mm-hmm. uh, you've you've chosen a Beatles song. Yes. Uh, as, uh, we opened that we opened with Magical Mystery Tour today because mm-hmm. uh, we're going with this sixties theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in my life, was uh, just very briefly, was that was that kind of speak out to you? I just like it's not one of the rock and roll type ones that you started off with. And uh, much as I love the Sergeant Pepper tracks and the psychedelic thing and some of the like, other stuff John Lennon did, it's just one of those things that is songs that. It just is so chilled and romantic and I don't know, I just really like the song. And I have to listen to a lot of Beatles songs and you only can hear, you know, uh, She Loves You, Yeah, 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 so many times without it grinding on you. <laughs> because I, when oh, I do my PRS... Did you hear PRS, that Paul, right? Paul's, Paul's yeah. out there listening to the show right now, it grinds on you. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, basically, um, doing the PRS work, I get a lot of work in Liverpool and it's yeah. always Beatles cover bars you know so it'll be somewhere like the cavern yeah uh both both cavern pub and club and all you get is six hours of just somebody just doing you know she loves you in yellow submarine over and over exactly <laughs> yeah but the one of the ones that i do like is that particular song fantastic well, it's in my life <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful song for a sunday afternoon that was the beatles with in my life we are here in the studio with uh, the amazing Sharon Lowe, uh, who's been sharing some of her work with us, talking uh, with us about the, the Wigan Diggers Festival, which happened over the course of uh, yesterday, which I understand is all now packed up, back in boxes, ready for another year. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure all the planning will start on Monday morning, because uh, <laughs> that's probably how these things work. Uh, and we're going to be uh, we're, we're happy enough uh, to be able to host, uh, this is the Waffle podcast mm-hmm. uh, that people will be listening to, uh, but also we have a live event uh, of Waffle, which mm-hmm. Happens on this coming Thursday, um, down at the Rams Bottom Tap, uh, which is uh, starts kicks off around about seven forty-five, uh, and Sharon is going to be headlining that event uh, this week. How, how do you feel about? Uh, I mean, you've you've hosted, uh, you've headlined at other poetry events before. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how does that feel as a performer when you you kind of like people are coming together and go, you know what, I'm going to share half an hour's worth of work mm-hmm. with you? How does how does that make you feel? I really like it. I mean, George has done it more than I have, but um, I really like it, yeah. Um, it, George it, is here in the studio with us, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. To the, the, <laughs> the amazing George Mellion, who's promised to keep himself quiet in and the he's corner. he's done very well. I, I have. I'm very discreet. I've even been he's co- lost his voice. I've lost my voice last night at the festival. We we got to wait at 10 o'clock. Uh, on, pe- people keep coming up to me and saying, are you George? Do you write poetry? <laughs> and I've had to turn over the music, which is very loud music. Because Paul and Sharon will testify, <laughs> it's very difficult to talk, and I've been doing that for like 10 hours yesterday. So, 
Well, my voice is good now because at midnight last night I just couldn't speak at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, I'm going to do my very best to strong arm George back into the studio at some point or another mm, so that yes, we can definitely. we can have a focus on his own work. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoy it because I get, when you get, be given... Some, in places in Manchester, you get three minutes. Mm. Liverpool, you get an average of five or six. Some places you might get ten, you mm. know, depending on the size of, and, of the, uh, you know, the popularity of the event. But um, in one poem with three minutes, and most of mine are sort of five minutes plus, yeah. you don't get to express a variety of things. So we either see as coming across just a comic poet, mm. a comedy poet, or someone political or someone serious or someone navel-gazing even, you know. You get sort of pigeonholed, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. So when you get 20 minutes or half an hour, you can show your whole spectrum. So I do everything from a quick limerick all the way through to my long serious poems and then with a lot of mostly comedy uh, ones with maybe a hint of political, Hmm. um, you know, uh, leanings. um, uh, But it's just good to have that range. And then then I also have quite a few poems which can be sang. So so that's, that's, you know, so I have a mixture of everything. It's just good to show the comedy, the seriousness, you know, political views all in one, you know. And obviously I I try and sort of read the audience during the first half hour of other people performing and then I might just change my mind and think, yeah, I can do a political poem or I can do something funny and a little bit on the edge, you know, sort of thing. Um, Not on the radio, of course. No, of course. We're not going to push the boundaries (laughs) on a Sunday afternoon. Afternoon. Oh, no. but, maybe, um, maybe for the podcast, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we can get away with a lot more on that. Yes. Um, but so, so, have you got maybe something that you're going to uh, sort of just a little teaser, maybe of something that you might be performing on Thursday yes. night? Yes, this is just a quick short one, and it's a quite a recent one. Mm. And uh, a lot of the time, I you can't see it on the radio, obviously, but I like to do illustrations to poems, or I, okay. I have a graphic image of it and sometimes it can be a visual poem that is shaped in this thing you're talking about so I do one about ice cream so when it's written <laughs> it's actually uh, at the very top it's my favourite bubblegum flavour at the top and it's blue and it's shaped like a, a sort of a scoops of ice cream and then I do the cone going down in brown and that is all very you know very visual yeah. um, particularly when you're doing poetry with children um, but this one it's got my little it's got a little outline of my black cat I think we might see if we can yes. grab a picture of that for, the, for yes. later on and it's a very short one and it's about buttons mm-hmm. she was my cat I, I lent her to George to look after her while oh, I was doing a poetry I was say, I'm pretty sure it's George's doing, cat yeah. you're talking about there no no it's, <laughs> it was a poetry thing I was driving around our very good friend Dominic Berry on a couple of his rural tours mm-hmm. as his driver and for two for two or three weeks George had to look after my cat and then she didn't want to come home with no. me <laughs> <laughs> so anyway this is written about buttons my cat it's called Eckety Thump very Lancashire <laughs> Eckety Thump was was heard with a bump as she leapt from her ivory tower. She rose from her slumber and stretched out in wonder, unfurled like a feline flower. She hopped down in three straight onto my knee and pressed for my attention. Then nonchalantly she started to preen in areas I care not to mention. Deary me, <laughs> you said you weren't going to push the boundaries of radio this afternoon. Areas we dare not it. mention. <laughs> you can't stop the cats doing these things. It's perfectly natural, all, 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 all occurring. <laughs> so that's fantastic. So um, if we wanted to find out more of your work, uh, where, where can we head? Where's the, where's, where's the best place to find more Sharon Lowe? Well, I 
I, I don't really post very much, do I? I don't have a, a page as such mm. like George does a lot of things on his old chap <laughs> Facebook page and on his Twitter and everything and Instagram. I, I just like perform. I think I'm more of a performance poet than mm. someone who you, you, I'd say, oh, yeah, go and read my book or read my web page, you know. Mm. Um I just like performing it. It's, it's a performance it's, that I get hit in the night, of. and then if you happen to catch yeah. you on the go, then that's that's, exactly. that's a great yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go all over. We do Manchester mostly. Um, we're, um, Liverpool's probably the the one that we do most. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got we do Blackpool. We do uh, uh, we do um, Lytham. Huddersf- yeah, Huddersfield. Preston, Huddersfield. Yeah. We've gone as far as field as Huddersfield. The Wirral, West Ham. The Wirral. Oh, we do quite. We've, we've been guest poets and been featured poets quite a lot uh, over in the Wirral in the different festivals. Lovely. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and, and do comedy nights and open mics where there's music as well in Wigan. And but you know, we're not done Bolton for a while, so no. maybe Bolton somewhere but to go Bolton to. Bolton Socialist Club. Keep, mm-hmm. keep keeping oh, yes. yourselves busy. Press- I, I, well, I'll tell you the, what we, we need to do. Presswich. Um, press- Presswich Literary Festival Arts Festival, yes, aren't we, we at the end of the it, end it, of the month? Inv- so invited guests. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> the very, I was going to say invited guests implies that there's a, a, there's some people that are not invited. Everyone <laughs> 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 well, is invited. It's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio this afternoon, mm-hmm. Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, oh, of course, we're going to big up. Uh, uh, you're going to be headlining at Waffle, which mm-hmm. is going to be at the Ramsbottom Tap in in Ramsbottom, obviously, and that's at seven forty-five mm-hmm. on this Thursday coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope to uh, see you again in the future. Thank you very much. Now, your final song choice, um, Mm -hmm. you've chosen to go with our 60s theme, was from the year 1969. Uh, What what, what can we be treated with? Um, Well... I was a great fan, even from being a baby, uh, of uh, the great, late, great David Bowie. Mm. And his songs that I liked were, from from very young, what was one of his songs? It was Space Oddity. Fantastic. Excellent. And it's uh, 50 years ago to this year, I think, yes. but just, uh, just the Indeed. same week as the moon landings, I believe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's Waffle, the bite-sized podcast, over for another week. I would like to thank Sharon Lowe for being a brilliant guest and coming into the studio. We'll be back with another guest next week. Waffle, the bite-sized podcast, is produced by Lee Ball in association with Rossendale Radio. I've been Paul Jenkins. See you again next week.